it doesn't really matter how good as a professionist you are yeah. if you cannot really help people with what you do. Mm. No? So it doesn't matter if you are a good engineer. If you make a thermal bridge for the guy from who, who's making a, the energy efficiency design, you just killed him. If you make a beam in the middle and a post in the middle of the living, you've killed the architect. No, it's just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so overall, we as specialists, we have to learn how to communicate with people. G'day and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the podcast dedicated to inspiring people to make a better place to live. At the end of the Passive House Conference in Heidelberg in March this year, I caught up with Marius Soufflete. Now, Marius had just beaten me in an uh, inaugural Passive House slam where he told a very funny and quite self-deprecating story about him on a building site with none other than George Benucci. Now, probably none of you know George, but 200,000 odd people do know George because he he's one of the most uh, popular and um, most talked about IT video bloggers in Romania. He's got an, an audience of nearly 200,000 people. So if you uh, happen to be on the building site as a consultant for him building his own house and make a bit of a fool of yourself with a chainsaw, then chances are 200,000 people are going to find out and that's exactly what happened to Marius. But he's a great, uh, he's that kind of guy that doesn't mind laughing at himself and he's so positive and I found his enthusiasm quite infectious which is obviously having a big impact on him spreading the message of Passive House across Romania. So here he is, my interview with Marius Soflete. I am uh, Marius Soflete, I am yeah. from Romania. My base formation is as a structural engineer, but my uh, deep passion is physics. And yep. this is how I've started to study building physics and how I've started to uh, come into this field of passive house, because uh, actually a passive house is building, it's uh, building physics got to the extreme. Um, I do have my design office, which is called Creative Engineering in Romania. I had the chance to be part of the first Romanian team who did the first certified passive house because uh, in parallel there were some other projects of passive houses in Romania, but they didn't manage to, to take the certification. And then I've made the second passive house in Romania, and then I've made the fourth passive house, which is also a premium passive house. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, I had a lot of, of interesting experience in my professional life as projects I was involved with because from the university I've started uh, with, an, with a big challenge. I was part of the first Romanian team who participated in the Solari Catan competition. Is, it, is that the, the American one the, yes. in California? Yes, but it has... Uh, it had an, uh, an American edition and then it had an European edition. Right. And you were the first team that participated to the second European edition in uh, 2012 right. in right. Madrid. And actually, that's a main reason why I am today here. Right. Because it changed my perspective of how should I build. So you were an engineer at that stage? Yes, I was, finishing, I was finishing, uh, I was graduating the bachelor right. degree right. and I was uh, going to the master degree because this project was a two year long project. Right, so you're on a team with other students? Yes, we were a team of 70 students yeah. from 12 faculties and 5 universities 
that had to design and build a house yeah. functioning only with solar energy and not we had just to design it we had to build it yeah. and we built it with our own hands yeah. and we had to do, transport it to Madrid yeah. and to fight with other 19 uh, teams from uh, uh, all over the world because there were 20 teams uh, in the competition. And so the solar decathlon for those that aren't familiar they you have to get the house there, there. and then they, they run you through some some tests. tests. Yes, you have yeah. 10 tests because that's why it's the yeah, yeah. You have to go to respond to architecture, mm-hmm. to structural design, to energy efficiency, uh, building services design. Uh, you have to prove uh, the comfort condition of the house. You have to come with innovation. You must do communication. You have to do marketing strategies. You have to right. prove that it's a market viable uh, product and you have to show the sustainability of the house. And you so have to do th- do some laundry or something. You have to yes, wash some clothes yes, in there yes, and because the entire house it's full of sensor yeah, sensors and yeah. they measure everything there. Yeah. So uh, it's measured uh, the time you need to wash some clothes, but in the same time the power consumed by the house it's measured yeah. and also uh, the interior comfort conditions are mentioned. Yeah. For example, if people are coming into the house and the heat is growing up, mm-hmm. then it's measured the heat, uh, the carbon dioxide coefficient, the humidity, and the power consumed by the ventilation system to pull out the air and so on. So everything is very documented. And I was, that was, that shocked me in this project that you could see a house like going with a car in a service. That's you know, insane. When, exactly. Yeah. When you hit the, the uh, gas pedal, you can see you know, how many rotation do you have, right. uh, how much consumption do you have, what's the speed on the car. So you got all these sensors in there, and suddenly you got a dashboard. A dashboard with, with everything, yeah. and that definitely changed my mind because I was getting out from the Structural Engineer University mm-hmm. uh, speaking six words. <laughs> you architect, give me the house, uh, more than, to design the beams. <laughs> That those was those were all the words right. that I was going. <laughs> yeah. So up to that point, you thought the role of the structural engineer was just Different. to make the building not fall down yes. for the sake of the architect. Yes. This was the, uh, this was the way we were taught in schools, and uh-huh. this was the way we were indoctrinated, yeah. and this was my philosophy. Yeah. For me, in the well, I think it is still for for, my, for many people. I mean, I, I've I've met others who have participated in, in solar decathlon and really it, and it's a life-changing ex- or a career-changing yes. experience I confirm. And it's, it's fascinating to me that um, that on one hand there must be a limited number of designs that that fit within that scope of the size and the, all the things that those, those those test houses need to do yet every time Every house is completely different. There, yes. There's this huge range of, of styles and different looks and ideas and that people are coming up with. receptions and ideas and innovation and yeah. views. It's fascinating. And it, and it is such a good competition because it, it, it measures that simulated performance of an actual house that's, that's doing things. It's not like a show home that's just sitting there and, and is a dumb house. It's, yes. just, it's not doing anything. But you've actually... Simulate. Yeah, simulating these real life um, conditions. conditions and you can it. measure them and instrument them yeah so what did that do for you what what, what happened after the solar decathlon 
Well, I've entered in the team as an engineer, yeah. fighting that I'm the engineer, I'm the guy yeah. with the gravity. We also have earthquake in Romania, which is, uh, it has quite a big impact. It yeah. has a major impact in the building philosophy. Yeah. Actually, Especially we, the structural engineers, structural engineers <laughs> we, we, I've realized that we cannot, we are not really able to think only gravitationally. When I, I was coming into Austria or in Wien and I was seeing the, just some sticks instead of a heavy column, I was, whoa, what's happening here? Is that staying? Because uh, thinking in the lateral force design, earthquake mm-hmm. design, it, it, it gives you another kind of perception. Yeah. So I've entered in this team being a structural engineer yeah. and just telling to the architects to give me the plans so I can design the beams, yeah. girders, yeah. columns. And I've, after two years of uh, being a volunteer in the team, I came out doing only 10% engineering and 90% um, fundraising, communication, uh, um, making, uh, searching for building materials, documentation, uh, scale models, mm-hmm. plumbing, uh, worksite, carpentry, yeah. uh, uh, logging. I also been in the factory and we've cut our own wood and I've been to the entire field of processing the wood to make the, yeah. uh, the panels logistics transport uh, whatever more a lot of more things than just the traditional engineering yeah. um, uh, job and this is actually how i've started to learn how to speak <laughs> because uh, we as a team we've made uh, our own fundraising and we were going to the sponsors to pitch the project right to be to uh, obtain financing, materials, and supply. materials uh, services, uh, right. accessories, and so yeah. on. So, if I was a structural engineer, I should go to the uh, people who were selling wood to convince them to give us wood as a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the guys who were making screws to convince them to give us screws as a sponsorship. Yeah. So I had to learn how to speak. Right, and these aren't skills that you learned at engineering school. No, <laughs> because we as engineers, we. Uh, um, uh, we are very close to the dogs, you know, yeah. we have intelligent look eye, but we are lack of speaking, <laughs> puppy eyes. And yeah. there I had a very big um, a chance to meet uh, Alexandra, which was the, uh, from the School of Communication and Public Relations. Right. And her goal was to communicate and she made all of us, forced us to communicate and learn how to communicate. Yeah, right. uh, with me, it was very simple. She was taking me to beer and uh, to uh, a drink yeah. because I was, I was not really speaking. Uh-huh. But when I started to drink two beers, I was, I was starting to speak <laughs> about girders, beams, screws and wood. She was taping me. She was re- recording yeah, me. Yeah. And next day at the coffee, she was putting me the recording and she said, you have to speak like this. <laughs> But I was drunk there, exactly. <laughs> there you go. And uh, that helped me to... Uh, but I'm guessing now you don't need the two beers to... Uh... No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I need two beers to calm down. <laughs> right, right. Um, where did you first come across Passive House? Was it when you got that first project, you got the instruction for the first project? Uh, it was before of this, it was in the solid decathlon competition because we had to comply with energy efficiency rules. Mm-hmm. So all of us, all the team had to know everything from the others. So the guys from the team who were from the building service university started to tell us about the passive house principles. And we've right. tried to do in this project, PRISPA, our solid decathlon mm-hmm. project, to implement the passive house strategies and we've managed to implement most of them. Right. 
but I think we've we've came to 22 kilowatts per kilowatt hour per square meter it's per year. I mean, it's pretty hard because yeah. it's a small, small such house. a small house, house. right? And, and passive house gets harder yeah. and harder the smaller you go. Exactly. Yeah. So we were very close, but we couldn't manage it yeah. because it wasn't really the target of the project. And the, that was the first time when I heard about this. But one of the sponsors of the project mm -hmm. came into the team uh, with its own strategy to to uh, headhunt people because it was a guy from Cluj who wanted to do a house for him, a passive yeah. house. Yeah. He was making on his own researches about uh, this uh, concept because he had a very big problem. Uh, he was making a lot of money in that period and he bought an old house in the middle of Cluj. Right. And he was paying a lot of money on the gas bills. Right. Enormous. Yeah. And he thought, okay, I cannot bear this anymore. How should I do to build less bills in gas? Mm -hmm. This is how he uh, ran into the passive house concept. And he was already working with a team from Hungary, but he said that he wants to work with local people. And uh, right. when we finished this project, Prispa, at the networking party of the ending, uh, story ending of yeah. this project, yeah. he came and he said, uh, what, what do you want to do next with right. your life? And I said, I want to move from Bucharest to Cluj or to leave the country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had uh, this thought to, to leave the country for some part. And he said, I want to do my own passive house. Are you interested? And I said, where is it? It's in Cluj. Oh, it's perfect because I'm moving to Cluj. <laughs> so this is how it uh, became a joint venture. So there was someone you met through yes. the experience of uh, doing Solitaire Catholic. Exactly. And through that two years, you, you graduate? Yes, I've graduated. So I was, when we were to the competition, I was already graduated with my master's degree. Right. So and I and indeed was, I had the role of a structural engineer also by signing and by being right. involved. So then you started work on this? This, pro project? this, pro this project. I, I had the working experience before because I've started to work since the second year of university. Yeah. So when I graduated, actually I had about three years of experience in different places as a designer as a designer yes as a structural designer yeah first of all as a technician yeah. working in drawings and then um, i've worked as a one and a half year as a structural designer but at this stage you're not a, um, a certified passive house designer no no only as a structural engineer i've become certified passive house designer to this project from cluj in which i've spent 14 months Right. working eight to ten hours per day with the owner including the weekends most wow. of them because uh, uh, he just wanted to make a lot of studies about costs and everything that I was doing there was cost proofed was there a team around was there an architect I started with him yeah. uh, he had an architectural office in Cluj Right. Uh, the architect said, okay, we can do the architecture, but don't stress us with the passive house principles right. because we don't know it. Yeah. And the uh, passive house planning was done by a team in Hungary, the team who made the first passive house in Hungary. Right. So somebody else did the PHP. The PHP at the, at the beginnings. Right. Uh, because the owner is from the Cluj, he's mm -hmm. also a half uh, Hungarian native. Right. And he was communicating with the Hungarian team. It was a joint right, venture right. between Romanians and Hungarians. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, during this process, uh, we've made about eight architectural designs, 20 uh, structural designs, right. and 58 PHPP designs. 
in the PHP P7.0, so before having designed PH and doing right. everything by hand. Wow. Was, yeah. So for people not familiar, the design PH is more it's visual. Visual now. now. With SketchUp. And, yes. But, but in that, at that time, it was a, just a big spreadsheet. And we also had other problems. We had a very sloped uh, hill. Mm-hmm. with garbage we had eight meters of garbage wow. so we had to make uh, concrete piles to consolidate the the garbage yeah. uh, we had a very poor south orientation yeah. and the house should had four apartments <laughs> and besides this the owner wanted to make this house uh, dismantable so that those two apartments should become two extra modules that his kids were uh-huh. they were growing up take those modules wow. we've managed to do that studies but it raised the cost it doubled the cost wow. of the house and then he said okay my kids will take an apartment <laughs> so it was a very challenging project in yeah. which uh, um, a good part of things that i've learned in solar decathlon i could apply them in this project but i've learned continuously because I got in contact with the guys from Hungary and I've done my uh, uh, passive house design courses in Hungary in Hungarian. Wow. (laughs) I'm also half native speaker, uh, Hungarian speaker. I'm so impressed with how many many languages uh, everyone speaks, I'm kind of embarrassed. Uh, The best language that I speak is called Engineerish. (laughs) (laughs) And so you've gone from Working on that project as a sort of a coordinating role by the sound of it, because somebody else was doing PHPP, somebody yes, else yes, was architect, yes. and, and you were doing all the busy work, yes. finding materials and uh, implementing all the changes. Yes, and, and I've also done worksite, so I've been on the worksite day and night yeah. since and uh, the, first concrete, the first concrete started. Uh, so how do you go from there to now being the Passive House trainer in Romania and really being one of the the champions of passive house for Romania wow that's a good that's a heavy name well <laughs> you're I mean people can find you through, on videos you you've taken you've taken the communication thing and, and run with it and and that's awesome you're doing a great great job with that oh thank um, you but also, you know, it's it's being the, the a trainer is a, is a is a it's not easy. It's a big it's a big responsibility. It's a big challenge. Um, so how did you get to to do that? Well, after doing this uh, first passive house, it also came with an with an communication package because the owner was uh, uh, having a business in marketing and communication. He was doing promotional right. stuff yeah. and he had this language pack of uh, marketing communication <coughs> applied in the local market. Right. So I was, what I've learned in, in, uh, in Swadi Katten to pitch things for the team, yeah. I started to pitch with him in order to obtain discounts because uh, the price of a passive house at that period was double right. compared to the normal construction Which things. Which is a pretty hard sell for yeah. consumers. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we wanted to make a passive house within almost the budget that you could construct because this was the power of example. Yeah. So therefore, uh, I've continued with him to make speeches and to go to the suppliers and owners and uh, um, building materials, uh, factories yeah. and uh, resellers to pitch with him yeah. on the tech part. So I've 
continued to, to improve the skills. Then I started to do, and, and on this workshop, on this worksite, sorry, I had more than 40 students for the Architectural School of Cluj that came on the worksite because wow. we also used uh, CLT, cross-laminated yeah. timber panels, yeah. and it was very easy to mount, to assemble the house. Yeah. And the constructor, the builder that made the foundation, just left the, the site. He said he cannot bear anymore to have somebody on his head uh, teasing him how to do this, how to do that. Um, he didn't like being managed. Exactly. Right. So after he made the foundation, he just dropped us. Wow. So we we had the truck with CLT in the backyard, and they said, "What are you doing now?" And I said to the owner, "Okay, I have some experience in the Prisma because I worked as a carpenter there yeah, yeah. also. Yeah, we need some screws, the screwdrivers, uh, and laser level and a crane, and yeah. let's go do it." Yeah. So I've started to work with him. I said, "I cannot. We cannot leave the project here. So yeah, we, yeah. we cannot go to the, the to the dead, dead end." And then uh, a student came, he was doing the rendering, he was still student then. He came on the work site because we were in relation with him to do the graphical design of the yeah. project. And he said, wow, wow, but this is, looks like Lego. Can I bring some colleagues to show them the system? Okay, bring your colleagues. Yeah. And then in the first day of the work site, I had seven students on the work site. Right. And I started to tell him about passive house principles, look, working with CLT. But the crane, well, we had to pay it. So he said, hey guys, if you want to learn more, here a helmet, here is a screwdriver, and let's go do the so house. So you had an instant construction team? Yes, and I yeah. had an, an instant uh, construction team. And you became construction manager of... Uh, of, of students. This of is actually what I'm showing here. It's the first day of, yeah. of the work site. These are the students. Yeah. And I started to work with him, with them. How hard can it be to put a CLT house in... Uh, 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 in uh, so this is the fourth day. That's awesome. And I started to do more and more presentation because... People were coming to the house. We had 300 people in the first, I don't know, two months of the wow. building. And I started, I continued. And I this, is, this is not in a suburb, is it? It's out. No. no, it's, it's so in. So people have to travel to get there. 10 minutes by bicycle or something. So oh, it's, okay. it's so in Cluj. It's, 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 it's not too bad. And then we were invited to the Passive House Conference in 2015. Mm -hmm. And I've continued to, to, to speak. Yeah. And. Um, uh, just on the just on the on the point of communication, who who is it most important that we as an industry communicate to? Well, what I found out being fascinated by this academic uh, world, mm -hmm. because when I was, I will be honest, in, in the high school I was a geek. Mm -hmm. I was the guy who was learned. Most, we're in a passive house conference. <laughs> everyone, everyone is yeah, a geek. I was looking yeah. at everybody looks like a geek. You know? yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's a geek world. It's everybody, yeah. ah, and I've managed to take out that kilowatt, and I'm so happy. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's all about numbers. So I was a geek, and I was seeing myself as when I've finished the, the, the high school, um, becoming an university. Uh, 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 university professor mm -hmm. I said, when, I, when I've thought what that world is and how close it is I said okay something's wrong mm. we as specialists we communicate only between us mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's a sort of a cockfight sorry for being that it's like yeah, yeah. who's bigger who's yeah. uh, they can get the, the most best exactly who's uh, ha has uh, bigger muscles and so yeah, on yeah. But actually it, so I've, I've just take an outside look all, to all the architectural conference, our only architects. I was going to the engineering uh, conferences, they were only engineers, and my girdle is bigger, and my beam is stronger, and so yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to this kind of um, 
construction uh, affairs. Mm-hmm. And there were just uh, producers who were saying, my material is cheaper, my material is better. Mm-hmm. And actually the owners are, are, are in a bubble, it, uh, they are in clouds. Mm-hmm. So um, I've studied this phenomena in other fields, like in medicine. And when you started to go like medicine conferences or uh, psychology conferences, and again, it's just bubble with specialized people, mm. and you have to to uh, break that bubble. Mm-hmm. If because you and this this bubble was was uh, uh, break for me in the solid cutting competition. It doesn't really matter how good as a professionist you are. Yeah. if you cannot really help people with what you do. Mm. You know? So it doesn't matter if you are a good engineer. If you make a thermal bridge for the guy from who, who's making a, the energy efficiency design, you just killed him. If you make a beam in the middle and a post in the middle of the living, you've killed the architect. You know? It's just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So overall, we as specialists, we have to learn how to communicate with people. And also, this I think I've learned it on the work site because, okay, I'm an engineer. I do know forces, energies, materials, and so on. But when I make a design, my my drawings are read by a craftsman yeah. who probably has eight years of school, ten years of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has an I, I say an intelligence of uh, uh, he has a hand uh, he has a brain of a hand. Yeah. His yeah. brain is in the hands. Yeah. He's a hand so it has an intelligence. Intelligence of things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Not, not an abstract intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. And how should I go to him to tell him, look, this, I don't know, beam girder material is not well, it's, you don't put, you, it's not well put it there and the building will collapse. He yeah. could not understand yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just had to learn how to communicate with people who are usually very powerful, very strong, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes very angry yeah. most of the workers are uh, quite uh, full of adrenaline yeah, and yeah. so on and something's done bad and just i've seen uh, scenes in the work site when people were coming screaming you know the architects are oh, what's yeah. happening there what have you done and then fight started and the building was like okay the work site got um, stopped for two weeks so i've tried to put myself in into the um, clothes of a worker. And yeah. that's why uh, when I'm going on the work site, I've dressed myself as a worker. Uh-huh. I have boots, I have uh, my my working tool, working yeah. belt, yeah. and so on, and I'm working with them. Yeah, I don't scream to anybody. I just, okay, this is a problem. Let's see how can we do, do better. Mm-hmm. Look, we have to do it like this, and like this, and like this. This is how you have to do it better, because um, if we, we do this wrong, then the building will suffer in time and somebody has to come back yeah, and repair. And this, I've, start, I've seen that you really have to adapt your language um, considering uh, people you are working with or for. Mm-hmm. So if you interact with the end user, the owner of a house, you have to speak his language. Because it's the same for me when I'm going to a doctor. When I'm going to a doctor, I don't like to uh, see him telling me that... Uh, your uh, cholesterol is uh, 2.5, I don't know what, and your triglycerides is uh, 74 by an I don't know what, and your, your urea is uh, 100. And he just says to me, okay, your stomach hurts because you are eating prunes with yogurt. Stop <laughs> eating prunes with yogurt. 
yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. kind of language. So it's translating it to <laughs> something that is um, applicable and that they can relate to. Exactly. And this, from my point of view, we have to learn as specialists to yeah. communicate in the language of our receptor. Yeah, yeah. Have you managed to convince or ha had the situation where um, a homeowner has come to you, they, they want a house, and then you've convinced them of passive house? Yes. Or do they usually come to you? At the beginning, when I've started, uh, so due to this project, so after this first project, first passive house project, I've made another straw bell house, I've made a project that was raised with a helicopter, I've made another straw bell school. Mm -hmm. So I've started to make a, a sort of an experimental project. And then yeah. I had a discussion with my second client in the second house, passive house. Mm -hmm. he, wanted a, he wanted a very good house, he didn't have problem with the budget, he right. said. He said, okay, what's the best thing that I can build with? He just wanted nothing really to show off. He, he said, okay, I have no money. I'm young. Yeah. Um, I want to not to suffer too much when I will be older in yeah. paying much of house. What's, what can I do? Right. So this is how I've presented him the passive house. And right. he said, okay, good. Okay. So he came and he's pretty open mind. Exactly. Searching for solutions. Yeah, and yeah, when yeah, I yeah. present him the concept, he said, okay. Yeah. Then... Um, my third, so the other houses that I've made, I they are, I'm working on their certification because I didn't have time to upload right. <laughs> the material on the on the platform. I had other two clients who were coming on two fields, two separate fields, mm -hmm. uh, and they came to me already with a lot of newspapers, magazines, uh, articles, and uh, uh, apply. Um, Boards. commercial stuff right? Uh, because there were two affairs in Germany and Austria uh -huh. and both of them came with a stash of things regarding passive house principles yeah. and CLT construction yeah. and this was a speech that I had with both couples in less than a week, week uh -huh. distance yeah. but both of them they were very willing to have a passive house and I started right. to speak them. It sounds like they've done a bit of research themselves. Research, and, research, and exactly. They, they've got themselves already there. The fun part is that when I've looked to their uh, layout of the field, mm -hmm. these guys were having the fields almost back in back. So they had in the same city, in the same part. Oh, of really? The exactly. The two different clients. Two different clients. So they had next to each other. almost next to each other. <laughs> and I put them together. And this is how I built the other two passive houses. Oh, houses. brilliant. And... In the same time, I had the project of George Buchnich, uh, and I was discussing with him uh, building a house because he wanted an, an interesting. He was he wanted a Romanian traditional architecture, mm. but he also wanted to have the house energy efficient. Yeah. And this is how actually we've met, and I was discussing with him the passive house principles yeah, and yeah. and so on. So, George is uh, the number one IT vlogger in Romania. Yeah. And through a series of experiences, we've came to work together and to make then the first premium passive house that I've presented yesterday at the conference. Yeah. And that was the thing that just pulled up uh, with the communication. Yeah. But coming back to, the, to your question, three years ago, I was having a discussion not to convince people to do a passive house, mm -hmm. just what is truly a passive house and yeah. what are the costs and what, is, what does the process of designing and building means. Right. Now, I just, I have to say to the people, we can speak only next year. 
Now people are coming very... Um, because you are busy? Yes. We are booked until October in the office. With wow. the entire team, we are six members, we will be eight. And I think that in this, in this uh, growing uh, scheme, we have to be at least 10 people at the end of the year to be able to do and to carry all these projects that we are doing. And most of my clients are coming from the IT sector. So because in, you know, I watch the vlog. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I started to do my own vlog, which is a little bit more technical. Yeah. Uh, because of the answers that were coming to me. Right. So I just had phones with, from people who said, I want to build a house that has had this, this kind of insulation, triple glazed and heat recovery with yeah. uh, ventilation with heat recovery and blah, 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 blah. Can I do it on this architectural layout? So right. they were no knowing what they do, they want. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the most fun part was when uh, an, an IT uh, guy from Cruz came to me and he said, I only need from you a small consultancy. Right. And I said, okay, what's your problem? No, 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 can we speak? Okay, but if you want consultancy, then I have to book you on a consultancy and yeah, there's a fee. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, no problem, yeah. but I want to speak with you. Okay, so I've, but he was very pushing and I said, okay, I, I can only in three weeks. No, 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 I, have, I want to speak with you now. <laughs> he came at the office at nine o'clock. We just met him, he stayed on the, tab, the table, he uh, opened his laptop and he started to speak. I couldn't interrupt him. 40 minutes. He was making a sort of a program that it was looking like PHPP, Excel based. Mm. And he learned by himself AutoCAD and he, he learned by himself heat transfer wow. uh, and climate stuff yeah, and so yeah. on. Yeah. And I was fascinated that the guy was calculating his house. He was very into it. Yeah. His problem was that he was not knowing how to calculate the shadows, the shadowing. Right. He was blocked there and he said, I cannot buy my heat pump uh, without knowing how my, uh, the final energy balance. It was like, whoa. Yeah, wow. He's, uh, he's going to be like, he's a geek. Yeah. But <laughs> these are most of my clients. Well, not that geek, but there are people who do know about this. Right. And it's an extreme example, but there are people who... Yes, but with these, street, with, with these extreme examples, you make a critical mass. Yeah, and yeah. by having a critical mass, then the power of example um, gets bigger and bigger yeah. and much more um, feasible. Yeah. You know? Because people like to touch, people yeah. like to see, to to ask other people how to how to do this. I've conducted I've conducted a number of the uh, one of the greatest uh, architectural magazines in in Romania mm -hmm. on the Passive House team. So I've made an interview with Passive House designers from Romania, others than yeah. me and ask them to put their the project but I also made an interview with the owners yeah, and right. most of the owners have went to Hungary uh, to see a passive house or mm. they came to Germany to see and to touch it and now actually this e effect it's you can I can see it in Romania that people when they see that it was done there and yeah. they can see the passive house at the you know, uh, passive house open days mm. they they are 100% convinced yeah yeah and they like the fact that it's they can get it locally. Yes, locally, locally and they can have all this uh, not technology. They can have all this knowledge yeah. in their house. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like things are going uh, busier and um, growing. So what's what what does it look like for the next 
five years, what what will uh, what what will you be doing then? Well, I've started my own blog after this all uh, communication experience mm-hmm. and after the, all these courses uh, because yeah. also you asked me how did I manage to do courses. So having all this kind of experience, I started I started to do and to be involved in a lot of public speaking about yeah. this field, and yeah. I said then. Ah, and I've started from one this one one of these public speakings, where, where I was invited by the Chamber of Architects in Romania. People were asking more and more technical details. Yeah. And I started. I said, okay, I have to prepare for this. Give me two weeks, and I'll make a technical presentation. Which is relatively significant because you're you're not an architect. You, you're an engineer yes. by training, but you've been invited to be invited by yes. the architects. That's kind of be- special. <laughs> yes, because we are like cats and dogs. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same as you. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, really? Yeah. In the other part of the world? Oh, architects are the same everywhere, aren't they? <laughs> He's an architect. Same as engineers. Well, yeah. So I came back with a technical presentation and I had 50 people in, this, in, the, in the chamber and it was, uh-huh. whoa. And then uh, the president of the chamber of the architects in that period, Mr. Sherban Stuza, a great architect. Yeah. He said, just make it again, longer. Right. It was two hours, wow. put more details. And I've made it again. And Interesting. It, it so became a four, four hours presentation with 30 people. That's, not, that's a course. Exactly. That's and then I asked feedback for the people. Yeah. How do you say? And people said, we want more. Right. It, was, it was too... too it, we want more information because it was um, too short a time. But I said, yeah. it's four hours. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've started to held courses for the National Chamber of the Architects. Yeah. Uh, that they had. Uh, so my first lecture was four hours, then two hours, four hours, and eight, eight hours, and then two days. So this is how I've started. I've uh, so I started with these courses that were about timber engineering, mm-hmm. timber houses, and energy efficiency principles. Yeah. And this uh, proposed me to the idea of bringing the passive house courses in Romania, which I did. I've pitched this to some companies, I've obtained some fundraising for them to buy the license, I've bought the license and I've gave the course to the National Chamber of the Architects, so that they actually, and, and it, was an, uh, it, it was a joint venture between my company and the National Order of the Architects to bring the course in Romania. The the, the PHE uh, this is made by the Passive House yeah, Institute. Yeah, yeah, right, so we've right. translated into Romanian and mm-hmm. adapted and then uh, decided to help the course to the National Chamber of the Architects due yeah. to their, not just visibility, but to their uh, system because they already have a teaching system. Yeah. You know? yeah. And they are an, an organization that also has this in their field, yeah. the teaching and continuous yeah. formation. Yeah. And therefore, we started to do this course at... Uh, and at the first session that was last year, we had only 25 places in two hours where the announce was put it on Facebook, 90 people got um, wow. uh, registered and it, were, it was sold out in one hour. It, it was amazing. And yeah. there was a small fight and conflict, but we, we also won, we also won. It's a course of 10 days, we cannot do it twice. Yeah. But yeah. we've done it twice, so in the next month we've done it again. And it, again, well, 70 people on 25 places. Wow. It was like, and now we are making the fourth edition of this course uh-huh. in, in Timisoara. Yeah, yeah. And from here, actually, I'm going directly to Timisoara and starting the course. Uh, <laughs> As I fresh. Well, You've certainly got a lot of energy. Uh, For me, and just coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well done. 
that's it's quite the journey and uh, what I'm taking from it is um, there are lots of similarities that I see with Romania and New, New Zealand. Zealand. Wow. Well, being a, a, a smallish country with, with bigger countries close by um, and also the fact that you, you've started very, very small with just one or two projects but then grown it. Um, and I really like what you've done with communication. And, and I like taking, to share. It's like well, and learning <laughs> from someone who's um, doing really well on things like social media and then applying that to our world of engineering, architecture, geeks. <laughs> Uh, you know, communicating that out to the man. It's obviously working, you know, because you, you've created that demand um, to get that sort of response from a, a person. Is, um, yeah, to get, that, to get that sort of response straight away is awesome. So, well done. Thank you. And that was Marius Soflete from Romania. Sorry about the background noise. As I mentioned at the start, they were packing up the conference we were... Um, stealing a few moments before uh, all heading our separate ways after the Passive House Conference in Heidelberg. Um, I put some, I'll put some links up in the show notes to this episode, which you can find at homestylegreen.com forward slash 192. There you can find George Benucci's uh, details and some of his videos and, and follow him on social media. Unfortunately, most of it's in Romanian, but uh, have a look at it because it gives you a real sense of the reach and the professionalism of some of the content that he's putting out there and the, the audience engagement that someone in a popular field like IT can uh, provide and a great platform they can provide to help promote some of the concepts and the technology involved with Passive House. And I think we can all learn a bit from that about uh, promoting ourselves uh, communicating to the audience that we're trying to speak to and, and really getting the message out there and inspiring people to make a better place to live, which is what this podcast is all about. Thank you very much for tuning in. Now go make a better place to live. <laughs>